soldiers came home in body bags and 250,000 came home wounded. And they still haven't found a reason why we even fought that war. Mm -hmm. Just a waste of lives, money, and time. But, but we went through it, the civil rights era, where they denied us and put us through a lot of changes. And we had to bury a lot of people during that era for nothing because of racism. So we went through a lot. But the Lord brought us through. You know, the scripture said, many are the, now we're here, eat this food. the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. And that is so true. I, we, you know, that is so true and so motivational that my wife has written a book. Uh, and it was called, uh, I think it's To the Glory of God. Uh, I believe that was the title of it, To God Be the Glory. And in that book, she outlines certain things that happened along the way, how God stepped in and delivered us. So uh, we're not without testimony, and we're compassed about by people with great testimonies of how our God has delivered us. And so we're going through something a little bit unfamiliar. I've never been through a time like this. Even though, uh, I've been through some tumultuous times. I've never never seen anything like this before. I don't know how this is going to turn out. I kind of hesitate to say that God caused it, but unhesitantly I say that God has allowed it. And uh, another verse in the Bible says that the sinner shall be turned into hell and every nation that forgets God and I remember uh, back in the 60s when uh, Madeline Murray O'Hara, she's a noted atheist, challenged uh, prayer in schools, and they took prayer out of school. And from that point on, we've had nothing but chaos in this city. And so now we're having to put uh, the kids in bulletproof vests practically. we got uh, the metal detectors in the schools. We've got kids going through exercises that teach them how to protect themselves against assault and you know I never lived through a day when uh, a man would go into a kindergarten school a school with uh, people that are five years old and uh, and just open fire and kill up kids the way I've seen that happening <clears throat> excuse me people go into their workplaces and shoot it up and kill people and terrorism and it's getting really really bad and so our only hope is in christ Amen. you know i'm like uh the disciples you know when christ was out feeding the the mass of people and um he turned and said unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood there's no life in you the bread and the bible says many of them turn and walk with him no more and then he turned to his own disciples and asked will ye also go away and they said lord unto whom shall we go for thou alone have the words of eternal life so i don't know if if we a lot of people are casting this aside ah nothing to this stuff you know it's old you know i mean the bible two thousand years old what, what, how can it relate to my present situation and when they cast this aside to whom do they turn? Where do they go? There's nothing else. Philosophers, they don't know anything. They're dead and in the grave. 
famous people, they're dying too. Look at Kobe Bryant mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. So this is our only hope. Cast not away your confidence, which has a great recompense of reward. That's what the Bible teaches us. And so over the years, we've learned how to lean on Jesus and receive from him. He has never let us down. We've probably let him down, but he's never let us down. He never forsakes us. And so having said that, I just want to say, um, is my intro. <laughs> I want to just read a little bit of Psalms 25. I mean, there's a hundred, I think 150 divisions of Psalms. This is just one of them, you know, written by David. And it was also written by other authors as well, but it was based upon each person's experience with God. And we do well to, you know, glean from what they had to write. You know, Bible says only a fool learns from his own experiences. But anyway, unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Oh my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. And let not mine enemies triumph over me. And you won't be ashamed. This hope maketh not ashamed, according to what the book says. You put your trust in the Lord, you're not going to be ashamed. Amen. Yea, that none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Let them be ashamed, in other words. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. That's really remarkable how this man was really a man after God's own heart. I can see that now. And just plead to the Lord. Don't forsake me, Lord. Teach me. And that's what we need. There's no other wisdom in this world. Man's wisdom, it fails. But God's wisdom never fails. Goes on. Lead me in thy truth and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Amen, David. Remember, O oh Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindness, for they have been ever of old. In other words, this ain't nothing new. God has been good and merciful all, all the time since the creation of man. Remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. According to thy mercy, remember thou me for thy goodness sake, O oh Lord. So the Bible says that when you accept Christ, he casts all your sins into the sea of forgetfulness. Amen. No matter what you've done, how dastardly it was, God will forgive you. Amen. And he will cast it all into the sea of forgiveness and remember it no more. He won't bring it back up. That's gone. Amen. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, will he teach sinners in the way. Even God will. And now that's remarkable how God will will stoop down, so to speak, low enough to teach uh, people like us that we're nothing, just like worms we are. But God loves us, and he cares enough about us to teach us his ways. The meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his ways. So you have to have a humble spirit so God can teach you and help you. There are so many people that call themselves Christians out here that are being taught by men, and they 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 walk in folly and confusion. But those whom God teaches, they will walk in a straight.
the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his commandment and his testimonies. And notice, there's always a little bit of a stipulation here. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto whom such as keep his covenant and his testimony. So we do have some things to do too. Amen. For thy name's sake, O oh Lord, pardon my iniquity, for it is great. And of course, we know what David had done at this time with Bathsheba and so forth. And he's asking God, he says, Lord, now he's pleading before God. He's not trying to make an excuse or say, oh, well, I mean, ain't nobody perfect. No, he says, for your name's sake, O oh Lord, pardon my iniquity, for it is great. What man is that that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. So if you fear the Lord, he'll teach you. You know, and, and you know, and I often say, and I've said this to some of my family members, we really don't know what we're up against. When we hear the word God spoken, we think of a old man with a white beard, white hair, trembling from old age and about to lose his mind through dementia. But that's far, far, far from the truth. We have a being, a spirit being that you can't see. And he's everywhere at the same time, knows everything, all powerful, can speak things into existence, never needs assistance, has been always and will be always. We, that's the kind of being that we're dealing with. Amen. So if we put our trust in that being, if we can get on his good side, we got it made. We got it made. It's a win-win situation because God created all things. And, and he knows how to remedy all things. Then it says, uh, his soul shall dwell at ease and his seed shall inherit the earth. So isn't that something how that, you know, if you're a father and you're in Christ, God will make your way. He will put you at ease and even your, your seed will benefit mm-hmm. from your righteousness. That's wonderful. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him. Now, here we go again. That's you know, that's a stipulation there. The secret of the Lord. People want to know, what is the secret? I want to know some of the deep things. Well, God will reveal them to you if you fear him, mm-hmm. reverence him, and he will show them his covenant. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of people that are deceived. They don't understand the plan of salvation. They're following false prophets. Mm-hmm. But to the humble, God has shown them the truth about his covenant. They know the way. They can spot a false prophet. Says, mine eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Even if you, you know, I'm a fisherman, and sometimes if I'm fishing, you know, and I catch something pretty big, I'll take my net and scoop it up out of the water. And because the fish has fins, Sometimes his fins will get caught up in the net. Right. And the more this thing wiggles, the worse it gets for him. So I have to reach in and unhook him to take him out of the net. So it is with a small uh, animal. You know, and then once they step off into that net, they can't get out by themselves. Somebody's got to pluck them out. So that's the way we are. Sometimes we get ourselves on the mess, to, you know, making a silly decision. And we, there's no way out. 
but God can reach in and pluck you out. Amen. You know? And I'm sure many of us can attest to that, that on this call, Amen. nobody's perfect. We understand that. Amen. It says, turn thee unto me and have mercy upon me while I am desolate and afflicted. Amen. We get that way sometimes. A lot of us are that way right now with this coronavirus. People are dying like flies. We got our loved ones that are collapsing and losing their jobs and soon they'll lose their homes they, they, they're in distress they don't know what to do but if you if, if the lord is your god if yahweh is your god he'll pluck you out he'll help you the, the troubles of my heart are enlarged Hope brings out of me out of my distress and that's what we ought to be crying out too. Look upon my affliction and my pain and forgive all my sin. Excuse me. Consider my enemy. For they are many. But they hate me with cruel hatred. We've got a lot of that going on too in the world. And we know those people say, well, the white man and this man, the Arabs don't like you and so forth. But, and, you know, sometimes even a People in your own household become your enemies, but nevertheless, God will deliver you. Then it says, uh, Oh, keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed, for I put my trust in thee. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on thee. So there's integrity and uprightness. That's really a description of what holiness is. When people say, you know, you need to be holy. This don't mean walking around looking like, you know, Whistler's grandmother. This is talking about integrity and uprightness. And so many Christian pastors uh, lack that, you know, integrity and uprightness. They'll sell you out for a dollar bill. And it says, uh, redeem Israel, oh God, out of all this trouble. So, of course, he was talking about his people at the time. But So you see there that we have a great God. I mean, this whole 150 divisions of Psalms talks, ex exhorts the name of God and just talks God up, and talks about how God has delivered them. And David had many battles that he went into. They didn't have rockets and machine guns and drones then. It was just eyeball, eyeball, belly to belly fighting and, and out of all of those battles that he had he never lost one and he never lost his life in a battle why? because the Lord mm -hmm. was his shield and his buckler mm -hmm. and so as we go through these times we don't know, it's uncertain we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow or have another outbreak or a terrorist attack you know, sometimes it'll just Things just start to come, you know, when they, they come, they just, it's just like rushing water. But nevertheless, if God is your refuge, he'll protect you, he'll Amen. keep you. Because he delights in all of us. We Amen. put our trust in God. Yes. We say, Lord, I don't trust nothing else out here. I trust you. I Amen. put my my life in your hands. And God looks at that and he, he holds that in high esteem. And he won't let you down. You won't be confounded at all so don't be worried about this coronavirus don't be foolish either. you know i still wear a mask and wear gloves when i go out you know the bible says i should not tempt the lord that mm -hmm. god so uh you know and then 
has a verse that says, uh, the wise sees trouble and flee, mm-hmm. but the foolish continue on and are punished. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to be foolish. Right. We're the children of God, and that means we all should be wise. And, and as time goes on, we become wiser. We make better, better, better decisions in life. That's what God delights in as children of the Most High God. We're not stupid. We're not vain. You know, we're humble people following the Lord. And through that, people can see Christ in us and be pulled into the light. So that's kind of a little summation of what I wanted to do as far as opening this up. So now I want to open up the mic and uh, anybody else uh, have a word they want to chime in on right now? They can do so. I just said hello this is Marlene and your daughter. Oh, okay, well, good to hear from you. Yes, you as well. You as well. Praise the Lord to everybody on the line. Good Sunday morning um, to everybody that's on the phone call. Just want to thank God first and foremost for his continuous love and mercy and kindness. Um, and just want to thought of just be very careful um, to give God thanks in our daily lives and with all the days yet ahead to come. Uh, just want to thank my brother Tracy, Pastor Tracy, um, for putting the call on and taking time out of his life and schedule just to encourage, inspire, and uplift those that may be empty or heavy-hearted. Um, it takes a very thoughtful person to wake up and not only think about their own affairs and business and children and, you know, tease the cross and eyes to death to think of someone else. So I really think it's a special and thoughtful thing to do. And, of course, it's our reasonable service, but it takes a lot of obedience to even answer um, the call of the Lord on their life. Um, It's a frightening thing. Uh, A lot of people uh, don't run you know, to that position, but, you know, it's a beautiful thing when somebody takes intentional time out of their lives just to speak into the hearts and minds of those listening and those that are hungry. So I want to just, uh, you know, uh, give great regards to my brother on that um, note. And I want to say hello to my mother, my mother, wonderful mother and father on the line. Uh, again, my dad was just speaking, Mr. Walter Stevenson, Minister Walter Stevenson, and uh, Minister Jacqueline Stevenson, who uh, have done a phenomenal job raising 12 children. Uh, I, to this day, have not met uh, any two people like them in the world. They're incredible, um, God-fearing, very loving uh, parents who guided us in such a way that even though we have all moved out and moved and gone on in our own lives, uh, we pretty much carried everything that they taught us mentally, physically, spiritually, and financially in our own lives. And I just want to thank God and give honor, proper honor to them, um, because I can't think of two more two people that are more deserving than them. And hello to all the members of uh, the church. Um, I'd like to say hello. Again, my name is Marlena Carr. And um, just want to share a little bit, um, at least something on your mind. Um, I was uh, thinking the other day, I was thinking about how there are two 
different types of people in the world. You have one group of people who wake up grateful, um, giving honor to God, looking for the best out of life, looking, you know, at ways to inspire, encourage, help, love, and share with people. Those that get up and work hard, they put the effort um, in behind everything they do. Their aspirations are huge. And they sit down with a plan and a strategy to really leave a great legacy um, for their family, leave a good name um, in the earth uh, for their family. And they get up, they go to uh, work, and they, they put the effort in. The work is on the table. And even so much so, they want to hand those things down from generation to generation so that greatness and success is still in the earth, even when they're not. And so I applaud those people, thank God for those people, but then we also need to understand there's another group of people in the world that wake up with the total stark opposite in their agenda. They wake up thinking to destroy. They wake up thinking to hurt and cause damage and everlasting pain in people's lives, minds, hearts, and souls. And we need to be clear that this is definitely a truth. It's a real reality. And we have a true enemy working and scheming and plotting for our demise. And so with that being said, we need to understand is there a strategy, is there a mindset, a manual, a go-to, so that we can withstand these kind of people that really exist in the world, because they do. And right now, with what's going on in the world, we're witnessing the pure manifestation of a group of like-minded people that wake up in the morning, as we do, with a separate and wicked agenda. And so um, it, it makes you think that you can wake up with your own plan of how you like to live your life, meaning you can wake up to set out to do good, to uh, bring people together, um, to serve the Lord, to raise your children to serve God, um, to live a life that's meaningful and so that your legacy is well spoken of. But then the other group of people, they wake up with a whole nother mindset. And their goal is to destroy families, to kill innocent people, to put things out here that will steal and rob you of all your hope. And we only have our God to run to. God is our only refuge because there are invisible things that are done in the dark, in secret, that are set up to take our very lives. And so we know that God is not the author of confusion. He didn't create us so that we come here just in pure suffering and live in a state of pure hopelessness. So with that being said, um, there are certain prayers that we can pray so that we feel uh, the hopeful presence of God and know that he has our back and every enemy that is set up against us, God has final say, and I love the fact that even in this battle, we know that this fight is already fixed. We know who the winner is. We know who the winner has always been. And so I just want to thank God 
of our demise that is done in the dark, that is done in secret, that God is the overcomer. He is the winner of this battle. And praise God that we serve a God that can boast that and we can boast with him. So I went to uh, the passage in Psalms, which is Psalm 140 and Psalm 141. I'll give everybody a minute to uh, get to that particular uh, chapter. And as you turn to that chapter, uh, just turn knowing that we all can have the confidence, yeah. irregardless of what situation we're facing. And like um, Minister Stevenson was saying earlier, this is a very uncertain time. We don't know the outcome. It's a time that the world has never seen before, and hopefully we don't see it again. But the Bible does proclaim that you know, when you see these things happening, you know, don't fret, but just look up and just know that our redemption is drawing nigh, which is probably the most comforting news, because that means this show is almost over. And I love when the curtains are closing, after a long show, you're exhausted. When you see those curtains closing, it's time to get up and go. And I couldn't be more happy that this one is almost over. So we're going to read from Psalms 140 and complete it at 141. It says, Deliver me, O Lord, from evil men. I was just speaking about that a minute ago. Preserve me from violent men who plan evil things in their hearts. I mean, when you think about people that plan yeah. evil, it is really a frightening thought. Those that get up and get dressed, they take their clothes to the cleaners and have them clean, like I was saying to a couple of my family members. It's hard to fathom that people make a concerted effort to put their clothes in the cleaners, get dressed, kiss their wives and husbands goodbye, kiss their kids on the forehead, and leave home and go to a meeting with like-minded people from all over the world to divide wickedness and evil thinking with one mind and one brain to destroy and it's just amazing there's another group of people who do the same thing and leave their homes but with the will to do good so just make sure that as you plan and live your life out you're on the side where those people are thinking to leave their homes to divide nothing but good things as opposed to evil. And as the scripture is saying, preserve me from violent men who plan evil things in their hearts. They continually, not one time, not two times, but continually gather together for war. They sharpen their tongues like yeah. a serpent. The poison of ash is under their lips. Poison is deadly. So anytime poisonous things are coming from your lips, you're speaking deadly words. And that's what's going on in the world. There are a lot of deadly words of death and war is going on. But praise God, we have the word of God, which um, gives us hope. And irregardless to whatever plans in the dark are set up against us. The word says, keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. We are certainly. Uh, in the presence of those that are uh, in the media, those that are in our own government, and globally, when you look at the headlines, these people have come together, speaking different tongues to devise evil 
with one mind. And they're coming together with one language that they'll all understand. Irregardless to God, even distracting and confounding the, the languages. He separated the languages at some point because men were coming together to do wickedness and evil with their lips and planning in secret wicked things. So they come together now to devise evil amongst God's people of the earth. But we know that their plan will not, um, it, it will not prevail. So it says, keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. That's my prayer. Preserve me from the violent man who have purposed to make my steps stumble. The crowd have hidden a snare for me and cord. They have spread a net by the wayside. They have set traps for me. So the Bible is just telling you there are people that are sitting in high places that are preparing traps and for you. I said to the Lord, you are my God. Hear the voice of my supplications, O Lord. O God, the Lord, the strength of my salvation. You, O God, have covered my head in the day of battle. We're in a spiritual battle right now, but our head is covered, said the word. It says, do not grant, O Lord, the desires of the wicked. Do not Further, his wicked things, lest they be exalted. But he's saying, Look, Lord, we know that they're in these high places, believing that they have power that they don't have, and they're planning things. And we're asking God through this word, Lord, don't grant them the desires of their own wickedness. Don't even let it prevail. And as the word says, as, as for the head of those who surround me, let the evil of their lips cover them. Let burning coals fall upon them. Let them be cast into the fire, into deep pit, that they rise not up again. Let not a slanderer be established in the earth. Let evil hunt the mighty man to overthrow him. So basically the word is saying, hey, whatever plan has been devised and planned in secret and in darkness against us, let that fall upon his head. And so I love that because it reminds me of uh, Moses when he went to speak with Pharaoh. Pharaoh was hard-hearted, even though um, that was something that God allowed and ordained. His heart was hardened so that God could show his power and mercy through him. And what I love is that every word that he spoke against the Israelites, everything he spoke upon the heads of the families of the Israelites was literally turned right back on his head. And I love that because it was basically saying, whatever you speak out comes double back on you and yours. And so that is a protection of God that we still have today. And it says, I know that the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and justice for the poor. There are many that are poor and suffering that the government overlooks. People just overlook them. But it says God will bring justice for the poor. Surely the righteous shall give thanks to your name. The upright shall dwell in your presence. And finally, we're going to read Psalms 141. Lord, I cry out to you. Make haste to me. Give ear to my voice when I cry out to you. Let my prayer be set before you.
as the evening sacrifice. And finally, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Do not incline my heart to any evil thing to practice wicked words. Meaning, you be careful about what you say and what you think so that you don't fall into the trap of wickedness and become like the wicked ones that are up in high places devising evil with their lips and their hands in secret. Which then finally who work iniquity and do not let and do not let me eat of their delicacies. Don't sit down and have dinner with anybody talking wickedness, anything that is contrary to the word of God. Don't even sit down and share a meal with anybody thinking wicked or living a wicked lifestyle. You want to stay consecrated, focused, and in the safety and the arms of God, because that is the only place where it lies. And the uh, scripture um, verses 5 says, Let the righteous strike me, it shall be kindness, and let them refute me, it shall be as excellent oil. Let my head not refuse it, for still my prayer is against the deeds of the wicked. Their judges are overthrown by the size of the cliff, and they hear my words, for they are sweet. Our bones are scattered at the mouth of the grave as when one plows and breaks up the earth. And lastly, but my eyes are upon you, O God, the Lord. In you I take refuge. Do not leave my soul destitute. Keep me from the snares they have laid for me, and they have laid many. And from the trap of the workers of iniquity, there are millions of workers of iniquity setting traps for you as you sleep. Let the wicked fall into their own nest. Let their own traps fall in their own heads, while I escape safely. That's a comfort. When I read that last sentence, let the wicked fall into their own nest, while I escape safely. And so, serve the Lord. Um, and we have comfort in knowing no matter what trap is set against us in high places, in secret, or in the openness, God will help us all escape safely. And that is what I want to leave with everyone today. God bless you. Amen, Marlena. That was beautiful. Yeah, that's nice. Praise God. Is there anybody else who would like to chime in? Uh, that's going to be a call back to Solomon. Yes, hold on. Yes. Uh huh. Yes. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Okay. Oh, Lord. Okay. Uh huh. Go ahead. Everybody hear me? Yes. 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 Oh, it sounds like it's another person chiming in at the same time. I'll wait. No, go ahead and talk to oh, him. Natalie? Okay, well, first of all, everybody, yeah. that was really a beautiful uh, passage that you read, uh, Marlena, and I really thoroughly enjoyed Eat your food uh, up. Minister Stevenson's sermon. Uh, uh, I was I wanted to share yeah, a part of a song. But before I sit, I sing the song that's been on my heart for weeks and weeks for some reason. I want to read a short scripture from Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. 
And I just want to encourage everybody that is maybe having a little fear, which I know I have been having a little fear here and there about the situation because it is extremely unusual for us. But I know that God is able, uh, even if we don't know if he's willing to bring us out, we know that he's able. And uh, I just want to thank God for all the things that he's been doing for me each and every day. I'm still working uh, from home. And I just give God all praise and glory for keeping me in good health and strength Amen. and keeping me in my right mind. I just thank him. He has just been so good to me and my family, to all of us. But the scripture, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 reads, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And I just want to sing a little part of this song just a second. Exceedingly abundantly above can even ask for things according to God's power that works in you. God is able to do just what he said he would do. Um, mm-hmm. I'm in my 
heart and uh, mind and soul is filled with grace and praise ministries. I'm happy just to be on the line with everyone to continue to offer my support to my brother and his ministry, as I've always, um, you know, felt led to do. Um, and just want to just share um, um, a quick testimony. I was just thankful um, that when I arrived here, I was in good spirits and good health and Thank God for a speedy recovery. Um, had encountered a little bit of illness um, with the, um, after I had uh, gone to the doctor and was rushed to emergency when I came here. Um, they did mention they saw some low levels uh, of iron and potassium in my system and that I was dehydrated and um, had a little bit of food poisoning. And I know that all those things accompanied together had caused a very... Um, scary uh, experience and side effects, whereas uh, I lost almost 100% mobility of my legs, mm. and it was sudden. And so um, I knew that um, after speaking with, you know, my siblings, um, and they were, we were on a group text and just, you know, sharing information with family, and later on, everything was fine, and later on that day, um, I had almost lost my life um, and had gone through something similar to this before. Um, I know that I am going to have a quite quite of a busy lifestyle with my students and with doing events and that type of thing and kind of neglected to uh, restore my, my system. I was doing a cleanse and try to do a cleanse every uh, season and did not replenish my system and um, felt the effects of it afterwards, but it was put. Um, and so, I, again, it was a very scary thing to be here out of state. And my sister, um, beautiful sister, um, is a resident as well, but could not um, make it at that time. And so what I feared the most, I've always feared, if I move out of state being a single woman, not having a husband, um, I've always feared what would happen if I became ill or something took place and I didn't have a place of refuge. And so what I feared the most, the Lord allowed to be so, whereas there was really no one around um, but the homeowner and the EMS. But I say all that to say, um, trying to hold back my tears, I'm just so grateful because I know that physically I've always had a certain level of stamina being a dancer, being an entertainer, and um, to, to feel as if I've lost the mobility in my own body was very scary. And to be here alone, and I'm just so grateful to God that that experience has risen my faith to a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. And I knew for sure, I heard the Lord say, I said, Lord, what happened? That was very scary. I thank you that you saved me um, and that you preserved my life. I know Tamika's on the line and different ones that know about health, knowing that dehydration and food poisoning are two very um, scary experiences because some people have lost their lives instantly from it, and that could have been me. But I thank the Lord. I know I heard his voice say, I, build, I tear down mm -hmm. and I build up. And to confirm that that was the voice of the Lord. I spoke with my friend the very next day and explained to him what happened to me. And he, he said word for word, well, that's what the, the Lord tears down and he builds up. Mm -hmm. 
And I was in shock, and I knew that that was just confirmation for me. And I said, I, I witnessed when I was able to take a walk after a day or two after, you know, being um, and on bed rest. I didn't want to eat. I didn't even care to get out of bed. I said I went from 100% to like 20%. And I said, you never, like my father said and my lena said on the line, you just never know, you know, what the day is going to bring and what direction it's going to go into. So I just wanted to say, thank God I was able to get up and go take a walk. And I literally felt the healing power of God just yeah. surge of both sides of my legs and restore the mobility and strength of my legs. I know my legs are one of like the strongest uh, parts of my body. Like I said, as a dancer and doing you know different things physically, and I never felt anything like this before. And so I think I'm just a little emotional right now. But I told Pastor C I would share my story and try to wrap it up as quickly as I could. I thank God for the prayer of the righteous. I thank God that they chimed in. I reached out and told them what was going on on the group text and just said, please pray. I know that's not generally likely to request prayer as I did, but I felt the power of the Lord. He allowed me to be broken down in just a few days. In just a few days, he was able to build me back up. And Dad, you were so right when you say, we don't know what type of God we're serving from a more a positive aspect, whereas um, his, his unlimited power, I've never experienced. I've been sick before, and he, like what they say in the Bible, some was healed as they went. In this case, I was able to experience God's healing power immediately. And sometimes God heals as you go, and then sometimes he'll heal you immediately. I was able to witness the healing power of God immediately this time and have him restore and rebuild my body in just a few days when I felt debilitated. So I am very thankful for everyone's prayers and to be on this line and be alive. He saved my life. I knew I was dying. I woke up and literally the color of my hair had changed. It was it was like I had gray hair from the trauma from that event and from the deficiency. And I said, wow, in just a few days, I felt the rest of the restoring power of God. Mm. And even in my room, I couldn't even stand to, to uh, finish my breakfast for a few days because the power of God kept falling on my life, even in my hotel room. I had to leave my home before I was there. Other instances of things had taken place. But again, I'm thankful to God. His presence has been with me to let me know you may be in another state and I may not have a, a physical male covering, but he has been with me. I'm grateful for all of your prayers, for Pastor T praying for me, calling out my name, and for God just giving his constant glory and being with us. Even when people have an ill intentions, even they tried to give me shots in the hospital, even with the coronavirus going on, I had there were things that could have taken me out of here. But I thank God that has, has kept me in a very frightening moment and continue to pray my stress at God. I love everybody and thank you so much. And I hope this inspires someone mm-hmm. on today. Amen. Amen. You thank, you thank you for that. Thank you for that. Amen. Um, God is good. Oh, yes.
you know, that shows you that we come together as, as a body like God commanded us to do. You know, we can benefit and help each other. The Bible says that there are many members with one body, and each member has a different function. But working together, that's what causes the body to move in unison. And if, if one part is not acting the way it should, then you're ill, or they say you're handicapped. But if everything is functioning like it should, it's like you're in good health. So right now, we're part of the body, and we're in good health. Okay. So, amen. Uh, anybody else want to chime in? Praise the Lord. Praise, Praise the Lord. Lord. This is Sister Amanda. Um, I just want to thank you all for sharing the, the word this morning and those testimonies. And um, I'm just so thankful to still be able to hear a testimony of God's goodness and his healing power and all that he is doing in our lives that we can focus on those things and not be so distracted by um, everything that's going on in the world around us because there is much um, there is much to distract us right now from the Lord and, and from his goodness and from the things that we should be focusing and concentrating on and um, you know we were thinking about the Psalms and it's hard for me to even pick a favorite psalm but um, perhaps some of the the ones that have, or well, one of the ones that is uh, so relevant to what we're going through right now and so encouraging in the midst of uh, what we're going through and to help us keep our thoughts in the right place is Psalm 91. And I just want to um, leave that with us today. It says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So we just want to make it our our uh, goal to dwell in the secret place of the most high uh, it says i will say of the lord he is my refuge and my fortress my god in him will i trust surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence so that's delivering us for that that delivers our mind and it provides us protection for our bodies so we're we're covered um, it says he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust his truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Again, we, we have protection. We have a defense. Um, we have a covering. We have protection. Verse five, it says thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night. This is a reminder to us, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Again, this is a reminder, regardless of what you may see happening all around you, to those close to you, to those you know, to those you don't know, it says it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. So again, we shouldn't be shocked or surprised because it tells us right here in the word it says because thou hast made the lord which is my refuge even the most high thy habitation there shall no evil befall thee neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways they shall bear thee up in their hands lest thou dash thy foot against the stone 
Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet, because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Amen. These are promises that we have through the word from the Lord. It says, with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. So we have this word to encourage us. And also, um, Psalm 56 and verse 3 just says, at what time am I afraid? I will trust in thee. So whenever we are um, experiencing those feelings of fear and when the, the pressures of life and of uh, even through the media and everything that's going on around us, when it comes against us and tries to overtake our minds and overtake us and, and get us caught up in our emotions or just the just the the pressure of, of, of everything that's happening around us. It said, at what time I'm afraid I shall put my trust in thee. So we if we we continue to trust in the Lord and continue even um, Psalm ninety one is something that we've uh, daily been um, even for the last couple of weeks just been um, as we pray we've been praying the the Psalm ninety one been praying that in our prayers so um, just want to leave that with you and remind you to read that Psalm and receive that encouragement and really really allow the Lord to open it up and minister and bless you mm -hmm. Amen. Man, thank Amen. you. Thank you.